You are at war with yourself and likely don't realize it. Your thoughts, beliefs, habits, and actions often sabotage you. Are they helping you overcome adversity or setting you up for failure? To win this battle, you must connect with your inner warrior. We all have a warrior within us, one that strengthens our resolve and helps us to rise to meet life's challenges. If you're just surviving rather than thriving, then it's time to embrace the warrior archetype, live the warrior ethos, and ascend. If you are a veteran, first responder, or someone looking to take charge of your life, find your tribe, and then be the hero of your own story, this podcast is for you. Join Mike Kinney and Matt Hastings, two retired U.S. Army officers who served in U.S. Army Special Operations and Army Aviation Units, as they share with you optimal performance practices they learned in their time with the Military and Warriors Ascent, a 501c3 nonprofit that helps veterans and warriors with PTS. All right. Welcome to season three. Season three. Yes. The Warriors Ascent podcast with your hosts, Mike and Matt. So, um, hey, we're happy to be here. Happy New Year. It's going to be great. Um, yeah. So, I'll say the theme that we're looking at maybe this, you know, for this next season, I'm not saying it's going to be every episode, but tribe, community, belongingness, things of that nature. We definitely like to get some guests, people that we've worked with. Um, yeah, people whose orbit we've come into and we think they're really, you know, very cool or emblematic of what it is that we stand for, or, you know, maybe even some of our providers and instructors yeah. for the Warriors Sent programs. So, uh, you know, we're looking forward to that. So season three, here we are. So today, belongingness. I know we talked, Matt, you and I, you know, we were talking before about how we discussed tribe and community and things of that nature. I think it was, you know, episode nine of the last season. This, right. we're going to take a slightly different tact. Okay. What are your thoughts, man? Good? Yeah. Let's, let's I mean, anything we can do, to, I think this is a big part of it, you know, belongingness. So like, Absolutely. let's keep di diving into it. Absolutely. You know, so... We've mentioned before Maslow's hierarchy of needs, and this is kind of up towards the top, mm -hmm. right? So there's self-actualization at the very top. Um, I think this is like three levels down, but bottom line is we are social animals. So I'm, I'll read a quote. Um, the centrality of social connections to our health and well-being cannot be overstressed. And I'll credit that to, or at least it was found in, Sonia Liebermierski's book, The How of Happiness. And actually, I think she's quoting somebody else. But regardless, it's not my quote. But suffice it to say, belongingness, absolutely critical um, to mental health and well-being. And it stems back to, um, geez, just an earlier time. You know, when if you were by yourself, if you weren't part of the tribe... You're you know, you know, hunting and gathering and all that stuff. Right. And you weren't pulling your weight, man. You weren't going to live very long. So right. in uh, fact, your punishment was to be pushed outside of that social circle. That's exactly it. You were, you were, what, what was it? What's it called? Not, uh, ostracized. Excommunicated. You're excommunicated maybe, yeah. <laughs> right. Which, you know, which isn't a good thing, but seriously though, I, I think beyond just, um, social pressure and all that stuff it is it's almost like hardwired in people and you don't know why it's just like why is it that when you're a kid and you know with my two boys you know i can see that they're more all right you know hey i gotta have my friends i gotta be with my people 
And, and you think back to when you were a kid and how important that was. And now being an older fella, you know, I'll speak for myself, but I'd hazard to guess you're much the same way. And being established, you've got your inner circle of people. And I'm very right. content to kind of be my, by myself or, or, or with friends, you know, good right. friends, you know, a handful. And I'm, and I'm good. But I, I think, especially when you're younger, you know, that, that you know, I'll say primal sense of, man, I've got to belong is, is absolutely critical, um, you know, whether it's being popular or what have you. And it really stems back to survival. You know, mm -hmm. if, you, if, if, you, you know, if you weren't part of the tribe, you, you were doomed. And I think that's really followed, followed through. So, I mean, that was outright survival. We're talking about well-being and flourishing and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, we talked about that, that one quote, but social support and hedonic adaptation. So let's speak social support. What are your, what are your thoughts there? Well, I just, you know, let's just say entrepreneurship, for instance, you go out to start a company, you go out to start a club, um, doing it on your own is daunting, impossible, um, all the things. But if you gather like-minded people, um, the power of that, being that you know you have this collective mind that can stir up even more creativity or and then you have more ability to you know see through a vision um right just just having that social component just changes everything you know i mean bounce ideas off of uh just any kind of dialect i think is important for your for your own sanity almost yeah there's there's the moral support component like you know, you and I talk and we might go, oh, man, hey, this is bothering me or, you know, and I'm not going to talk politics. But, you know, if, if we, you know, we talk politics and go, man, hey, I got to get this off my chest. Yeah. Hey, ch check me here. You know, I'm feeling that this isn't right. Am I, am I off base? You know, and, yeah. you, you know, either corroborate like, no, I feel the same way or, oh, man, hey, you're, you're, you know, you're looking too much into that. It's not all that bad. You know, so there's the moral support. I think, you know, militarily. The Family Readiness Group, the FRG, oh, you know, yeah. so for those that don't know, well, you know, the, the soldiers, you know, I'll say in our, you know, I'm not going to say all dudes, but when I was in, you know, when the boys, when the boys are away, you know, but when, when, the, when soldiers, guys and gals are away and the families are left behind, um, having that social support, the Family Readiness Group that could kind of stick together and make sure that the spouses and the kids had what it is that they needed yeah. was absolutely critical. It was um, helpful for us deployed, mm -hmm. knowing that that support existed for them. So I could like take some of that off my plate right. and concentrate on what I needed to be concentrated on. Right. And uh, that helped me get home alive to then take over my responsibilities of providing for my family again, you know. Because you could be focused on your job and yeah. not like, oh my God, or, right. or, you know, is my family okay? Are their needs being catered for or... <laughs> Are they out there flapping as we used you know, to say? These right? were not only needs, like you said, but it was like a lot of these people got together um, and they they had had social dinners and things just to you know share. I don't know. They would help each other with their kids, raising their kids. I mean, there were so many things happening back in those family readiness groups that were building these tribes, and it was especially I was I had deployed from Germany, and we were on this small what they called them caserns. That's right. And yeah. it was really just a housing concern. So it was all these ladies left behind with all these kids in a tribal situation because it was a walled community 
inside a foreign nation, you know, and they felt like, oh my gosh. And, but on this thing, they were in the United States and they were all together. And it was just like, that's what got them through it. It was, it's crazy. Now you see like the, the close knit groups done a few, you know, I'll say some embassy duty here, there, mm-hmm. you know, Philippines, Thailand, even India, New Delhi, which was fun. Kind of. Uh, and for those that don't know, you know, I'll say the the diplomatic presence over in a U.S. embassy, they call it the country team. And there's a representation of a variety of different, I'll say, organizations. You know, there's DOD, right, Department of Defense, Department of State, legal attache, so FBI, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. A lot of three-letter agencies, et cetera, et cetera. But talk about strangers in a strange land. Yeah, you, you saw in the embassies um, a very cohesive group out of necessity because you have this, you know, I'll say American enclave overseas. And it's, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a representation of, of America, everything from, I'll say the language, the culture, the ethic, the values, et cetera, et cetera. But in, in that country team, you know, all of the embassy staff, you know, at least the American aspect. Yeah. You, you, they were, Again, you know, high esprit de corps, you know, a high level of right. cohesiveness out of out of necessity. That was the, you know, the yep. tribe, you know, yep. so, you know, because you're, it's a shared experience, you know, we talked about in the past, um, those kind of things weave it to us where instead of like, I've noticed in the United States, those family readiness groups aren't as robust, aren't as required because yeah, a lot of the families may go home to their home of origin. Maybe they go home to live with their parents or they go back to their hometown while their soldiers deployed. And um, it's just not as necessary because the United States isn't that hard for them to manage. You know, they understand everything around them. So the need drives, you know, how much the tribe performs almost. Kind of like in, if you recall, September 11th happened, 2001, and like suddenly the whole of the United States was patriotic together. <laughs> Right. You know, even though yesterday we were Democrats versus Republicans, today we're just Americans. Right. And, you know, same kind of idea idea that I'm talking about is that, I don't know. Yeah. I think you get my point. No, no, absolutely. Absolutely. No, so in Sonia Liebermierski's book, you know, she lays out a variety of things. So, you know, strategies for... in. in investing in relationships. We'll talk about that shortly, but she talks about social support, you know, some of the things that we were mentioning and that's everything from the moral aspects to, Hey man, I need some help, you know, and, uh, I don't want to go and ask a stranger. I want to ask my network, you know, that's important. The other thing she mentions is less hedonic adaptation. I've heard it termed hedonic reset. And that struck me as I'm not going to say odd, but interesting. And for those that don't know, and I'm obviously not an expert, but hedonic adaptation and reset is this notion that whenever you acquire something new, a new position, a new possession, whatever it might be, could be a car, could be a house, could be a promotion, could be a raise. And you think, all right, once I get this, I'm going to be happy. No, it's usually not the case. It's the, the hedonic reset is, okay, well, now that I have this, that's your new baseline, and then you want more, and then you want more. And that's why it is that most people see these millionaires and billionaires and ask, 
right? How much is enough, enough, man? How much is enough? And for some of them, it's more and more and more. And and, and people can't understand that. That is hedonic reset. It makes sense. Because for them, it's just like, that's the new baseline. They become complacent. It becomes steady state. And they're like, and they get bored. And I'm sure that's got everything to do with dopamine and all sorts of things that, you know, Huberman will talk about, you know, in his podcast. But that, that is the thing. But her point here is like with relationships, and I don't want to mischaracterize what she's saying, but it's interesting if if I'm understanding it properly. It's with relationships, it's not really the same, like, well, I need more and I need more. It's like you, you've got your your relationships, you've you you've you've got that that core of people that you care about, your support system. And that in and of itself is like sufficient. You have that and it's satisfied, you know, and it's like, I've got my wife. I don't need 10 wives. No. <laughs> it would kill me. No, but uh, I'm absolutely satisfied with my wife that I can confide in and is there for me. You know, right. same thing. I've got my kids. I've got two boys. Um, I don't feel this drive like, oh, I need more kids. I need more and more and more. It's right, like, right, right, right. no, I mean, I've got I've got my boys and, and that's fantastic. I've got friends. I've got this. I've got that. So, you know, th- this notion, whether it's tied to gratitude or whatever, but it's it's kind of, you know, setting the conditions for overall wellness and happiness. And unlike many other things where it's like, what's next? What's next? Okay, what more? I need more. With those yeah. relationships, you're kind of like, all right, I, I've, I've got my, my people. My yeah, with age, it's more about quality of relationship versus how many relationships I have going that's exactly it. And that was one of the points, that's one of the points that, that she makes is uh, quality versus quantity mm-hmm. is, a, is a, a very important thing. Yeah, she like your you know, inner circle. I, we used to have this big joke in the tactical operations center. It was like the, the island and there was like, in the center was the colonel, you know, and, and if you were off his island, he'd put you out of the island, off the island, you know, the, behind the survivor game. And it was just kind of funny. He's like, it's kind of like the inner circle. Man. You, you're not in my inner circle anymore. You just breach some sort of level of trust or some <laughs> level of whatever. You know, so as you get older. Niro, right? And meet the yeah. parents, you know, yeah. where he goes, are you in the circle? Yeah, you in the, the circle. circle? That's right. Dad. They do it in that movie too, but right? yeah. Yeah. It really is kind of that way. But uh, no, the other thing that I was thinking, um, you know, in terms of this and belongingness and relationships, um, and it was... You know, I can't believe I'm quoting this, but that guy, I think his name is John Gray from Men Are From Mars and Women Are From Venus. And, you know, part of that, I mean, I'm sure it's good. You know, I mean, I, I read it, you know, long, long time ago, you know, and there's some good little tidbits and snippets to come from it. You know, some of it is like when, when you know, understanding women, not that I'm <laughs> great at that, you know, but women don't want you to solve their problems. Like, hey, all right, I got the solution for you. Sometimes they just want to be heard. They mm-hmm. want some empathy. And you're like... Really? They don't want me to solve, you know, no. But one of the other things that I'll never forget that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm quite certain he said is not being needed is a slow death for a man. Yeah. You know, this notion that, yeah, you're inconsequential. I don't really need you. I could tell you. And I'll tell you, I think for a lot of people, quite frankly, when they leave, I'll say a unit or the army or whatever, you think you're the indispensable man. Nobody can do what I can do. And hey, I'm the, I'm the guy in charge or I've got this portfolio or I'm the lead planner or whatever it might be. And then you quickly realize how quickly you can be replaced. 
by, you know, by the big green machine. You're just Man. a cog in the wheel. And I don't mean that in a bad way, like the army doesn't care if they've not invested in you or, you know, you're not valuable to them. But, you know, this notion that once you are gone, um, hey, man. Man. Next. Yeah, you know, no, next. I know. Next. I remember and, being. You know, you're not needed. You know, someone else will fill your spot and do your job out of necessity. Yeah. And that can be unsettling for some people, you know, in terms of personal valuation. I know. I mean, that was my career. You know, I would, when at work, it was like a 12-hour, like nonstop, no goofing around. And just like this place would not function if I wasn't here. And then you you retire. They don't call you ever again. It's over, man. And you could go try to visit later. And they're like, you don't know any of the people. They don't care. You're done. They just, boy, the big grilling machine really does just roll on. And there's something about that. It's like, wow. How I thought I was really keeping this place together. And it's like, man, that was all a fantasy or something. You know, um, it's just weird. Like you said, it's, it ties back into purpose, mm -hmm. but it goes deeper than just like, I don't have a purpose. Like I don't have a purpose and nobody needs me. Like, like that, that is hard really is. And that, that happens at home. It happens, you know, <laughs> you know, just like you, your kids think you're too old to do anything. Oh, Dad, let me get that for you. It's like, Hey man, I was, you know, squatting 250 the other day for reps, you know? I could pick that up. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I could pick that up. See, in my house, it's different. I'm like, yeah. hey, do you want to help me shovel snow? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> yeah, you got like, little more guys. All right, man. <laughs> Although you're my age. Yes. Yes. Right, you just got started later. Yeah. No, so her major point is you've got to invest. It's super important. You know, this notion of belongingness, having your network, having these relationships and if you don't invest in those, they don't just happen by right. accident, you know, or happenstance. So right. strategies for investing in relationships, right? So uh, make time, I'm sorry, geez. Make time to, to talk to one another, right? So set that time aside is, is what she's saying, right? An immediate free zone uh, just for talking. So no distractions. And we talk about intentionality all the time. We talk about being driven to distraction. Yeah. But Sonia Liebermerski's point here is if you really want to invest in relationship, I mean, especially with the spouse, but kids as well, you know, make that time. And, you know, one of the things in, you know, one of the webinars that we had yesterday where we talked about life planning and stuff like that, I talk about relationships as goals, you know, that that's one of the areas where every day or every week I'll have certain relationship goals, one of which is meaningful moments. Right, making time right. with the kids to say, all right, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to speak about that, or I'm going to take them to school and we're going to talk about whatever, or we're going to watch, you know, Jack Ryan, you know, on Netflix or whatever it is, or or Prime, um, you know, or go to the shooting range or what, what have you. Um, but if you don't set the time aside and it's just you and them, right, and you're completely focused, it, it's you know, it's diluted. It's not as impactful. So that's her point there. I, I like imagine that. you've got some problems. Well, I just like the well. idea behind no media or media free or device free, you know, and just how harder and harder that's getting to be, you know, and how, mu how much more we're reliant upon this stuff. And you're in the middle of a meaningful conversation and ding. And even though the person may be just super engaged, they cannot help themselves. But 
look down and it's just like, I'm done when that happens. It's that was one of me. the things I mentioned in the webinar yesterday, you know, with some of our alum was yeah. even the studies have shown even the presence of a phone, even if it's off, it's not ringing, it's not buzzing, but just the presence of a phone on the is distracting. Because everyone's like, oh, when when's it going to go off? When's it going to go off? Or it makes light noise, even if it's right. you know it does, and it's it's on purpose that it does that to us. So it's it's kind of cool to mm -hmm. recognize that, and then you know, in order to action on on this, is it's not going to be something easy, like you said. This is going to be something you're going to have to schedule, something you're going to have to really take deliberate action on. That's like, it. I promise today or this week, I'm going to have five different episodes where I'm going to be media and device-free and meaningful time with X person or so many different people or yeah. whatever. I mean, that's how you get things done. That's exactly it. You know, that, would, you know, that which is scheduled gets done, that which is measured is managed. Mm -hmm. But if, yeah, if you don't make a deliberate, intentional attempt to do it, it doesn't get done. Yeah. So along those lines, right? So she says, express admiration, appreciation, and affection, you know, for, and in this context, I think she's really getting at the spouse, right? But you can extrapolate that and say, hey, kids, friends. So rather than just, ah, they, you know, and I'm guilty of this, you know, I'm sometimes I'm decent, but a lot of times, especially with friends, you know, I'm like, they know, hey, you know, or, you know, some of our providers or, you know, Carrie is an example. You know, sometimes it's like, man, the guy's so giving, you know, you want to just be like, hey, man, I appreciate you, brother. Man, you know, I appreciate all that you do for Worries Ascent. You know, and with him, there's never any expectation of, well, okay, what am I getting out of it? I mean, he's just such a giving soul. It's easy with people like that sometimes to just be like, well, he knows and he understands. But no, I mean, sometimes you've got to let people know that you appreciate them, that you appreciate their come. Their, their contributions like you, you know, Hey man, my, my podcast co-host, you know, well, I appreciate, you know, you driving all the way from Lawrence no, to come and do this man, you know, um, which is a, a big in, inconvenience for you, but you know, appreciate it. Cause you feel invested in what it's that's right, That's awesome. But you're right. I think people um, just want to feel appreciated, needed, exactly wanted. It. And um, it's not like stroked, you, like you're, Oh, you're, you're, yeah, exactly. you're powerful, you know, no, but, but just uh, recognition, but appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. Like for anything, you know, just, I, I say this all the time and I, you wouldn't believe how much you, you go to a place and they, you say to you, Hey, appreciate you. And they go, I ah, appreciate you back. You know, it's like, that might be one of the nicest things that service person heard all day, you know, or something like that. I don't mm -hmm. know, but it's just cool to be nice to people. Well, yeah. Then again, my friend, Brian Johnson will talk and he's, and I don't, I don't think it's Sonia Liebermierski. It's somebody else, another like positive psychologist talks about micro moments of positivity resonance, meaning, you know, it's those interactions, you just being nice, you just being courteous, just like you said, you know, you, you, you know, part of the wait staff and you're like, Hey man, thanks. Appreciate you. You know, appreciate the effort. And you're right. There are times when maybe that's the nicest thing they've heard all day. Yeah. A little bit of encouragement doesn't hurt, yeah. you know, but, yep. uh, you know, so the other things that she says, all with an eye towards cultivating these relationships, really bottom line is express Praise directly, like we learned in the military. Praise publicly and then critique in private. Like if you've got something to say, like, hey, you kind of missed the mark here. Don't do that in the open. You pull them aside and say, hey, man, you need to do better. Or, hey, I know you can do better. But, in, you know, in public, 
hey man, look what a great job so-and-so did. Right. Well, your spouse, or your kids, no different. You know, don't think, well, they know, they know. No, yeah, they you don't know. know, they don't. And if, even if they do deep down, they still want to hear it, you know? So that's just a great way to cultivate relationships. Absolutely. Right? They say capitalize on good fortune, meaning if a wife, a friend, a kid, a coworker, whatever, does something good, you know, don't just be like, oh yeah, good for you. I mean, revel in it with them, you yeah. know, and just say, man, that is a good job. Congratulations. Because think about that. Whenever, you know, hey, this great thing happened to me and somebody's like, eh, that's nice. How's that make you feel? You're like, well, geez, thanks, man. <laughs> Versus somebody that's like, dude, that's awesome. Holy cow. Well done. You deserve that. You worked hard. Man, I had this really amazing nurse I happen to know. And one day she wasn't on call on a weekend. And the people that were had some serious emergencies going on. They weren't necessarily the most ready to handle it. So they called her for some help. And she just went in and spent all day at the hospital when it wasn't her day to do that on a Saturday, mm -hmm. just to help the team, you know, and just to help the overall mission. And like, she didn't want anybody to say anything about it, but like the next day her bosses gave her just a silly $15 card for coffee. Right. And you wouldn't, and I know. Yeah. And, and if you could put a value on that, that was a dollar figure, it was a thousand bucks. Cause she, I mean, it just blew her away. Because you know, it's, the, it makes it's her not even the monetary. It's the it's the notice. It's the notion that they noticed that she put in the effort, and the then, extra and effort. Then just a little trinket, you know, just a little right. like it goes. Um, you know, it's just a silly thing like what we did in the military by giving you a ten cent piece of ribbon and calling it a hero <laughs> award. That's right. You wouldn't believe the kind of stuff people do. Not for that, but the fact that it's a thing that happens after the fact is like, wow. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, here's your whole chest full of it, you know, and it's, it makes sense. It's a, it's a psychology has been, they've been known to have that kind of positive reinforcement for a long time, you know? I mean, it's just the recognition. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like mm -hmm. so many people, they just grind, they go unrecognized. And after a while that that's soul sucking, you know, mm -hmm. either way, you know, we were speaking to, uh, how is it that you cultivate the relationship? And as we've said yeah. early and often, right, we always want things to be actionable. We can speak concepts and theory, and that's great. You know, and we usually start with that, like, hey, belongingness is important. Okay, well, that's great. Well, then how is it that you foster relationships that, that, that I'll say, in, that engender that, uh, you know, that relationship? That outcome. Well, or, well, these yeah. are some of the things. Mm -hmm. Right, so uh, manage conflict, she says as well which can be hard, you know, conflict resolution. So yeah. her point being, not that it was a treatise on conflict resolution, but it's just be mindful, don't be acerbic. You know, I mean, conflicts invariably will arise, friends, family, whatever. But the way it is that you, I'll say very adroitly navigate through that is important. Mm -hmm. Meaning, you know, don't attack the man or the woman, like you're so stupid. And, and I've seen that, and she's got a, a variety of examples, like with, we'll say, marriage counselors. And, uh, you know, they can see early on the marriages that are going to survive and those that don't. Yeah. And oftentimes it's stuff like that. It's, you know, it's, you're so stupid, you're an idiot, you know, and right then and there you're like, that's not good. Versus, you know, when you do this, it really annoys me, or I find this, and it's attacking, not attacking, it's, 
addressing the action and not the individual. Yeah, and, in, and in a productive, right. right. And in a productive manner. Yeah. The other thing she says, you know, is like humor. Like if you screwed something up rather than, uh, you know, denying it or, well, you know, it's, oops, you know, sorry. I try not you know? to make mistakes, but or, I guess you know, I did again. Right. You know? Or my oldest is always like, my bad, my, my bad. bad. And we're just like, you're bad. My B. My bad. <laughs> you know? So that shows my age. Sorry. The other thing she mentions is share, you know, share an inner life, meaning share with your significant other, your spouse, your friends, whomever, your, your desires, your goals. You know, when you're like, well, that's that. I keep that all personal. Okay. There's some things I get that are personal, but if you really want, you know, a bond and a relationship sharing what it is, you know, that your aspirations are, you know, especially if it's like a joint venture, right? Like, yeah, Hey, nothing. we're a couple Little and a family. You know, we're, we're on this adventure together. Why not, why not make sure that we're, yeah, yeah, that we're, we're going to the same, uh, you know, we're marching in the same direction. So right. that's important as well. And lastly, being, you know, supportive and loyal, you know, Hey, when, when your wife, spouse, kids, whatever, they do great things, friends, you're like, hey, man, I'm here to support you. You know, and that loyalty piece, I know that's big to me. Don't be a backbiter. Like, oh, yeah, fair weather friend and mm -hmm. and and all of that stuff. Yeah, so, got to be there when it's bad times too. No, exactly. So I'll say major takeaways in, in, in the parting minutes, in the last few minutes. It's uh, the notion that, hey, relationships are very important. It's not, it's not a luxury, you know, according to Maslow. Or it's, it's a need, you know, it's a fundamental human need. Um, almost at the top, almost at the top, nearing the top, you know, beyond, uh, you know, I'll, I'll say your, your physiological needs. Um, yeah. Social support, you know, being chief, I'll say chief among them, but in terms of a coping mechanism, right? The social support that you garner from relationships and belongingness, uh, in and of itself is, is a coping mechanism. So that's yeah, something to, to appreciate as well, you know, versus drinking yourself to death, you know, or, or some other substance, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then, of course, the strategies, you know, hey, invest, invest in that time. Um, make a concerted effort to cultivate those relationships because they're worth it. And, uh, you know, it's, I'm not going to say self-serving, but it helps you, you know, helps the other individual. And in the end, we are all social animals. So, Filthy yeah. animals. <laughs> Christmas story. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yes, I got that one. Your, right. your, your cinematic illusion. All right. So that is it for uh, this episode, season three. Kicking it off. Kicking it off. Yeah. Help so keep, stick with help us. Help keep this growing. Uh, send it to somebody. Share it with somebody. And uh, hit like, please. Absolutely. And we'll see you next time. Appreciate you, brother. Oh. Hi. Matt Hastings here, sending a thank you for watching this episode of the Warriors Ascent podcast. You know, we strive to build a community of warriors made up of our nation's veterans and first responders, and to reach as many of those in need as possible, we need your help. Please just smash that like button and comment or share our content. Warriors Ascent is a Kansas City-based nonprofit that aids veterans and first responders with PTS. I went through this effective program and want those that are struggling to find what I found. Check us out on our website at warriorsdescent.org.